Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You can put two out there and see if they, you know, kill them on NBC. Well, there's just that's just a twofold situation because, yeah, they they got to stop. I, I thought no signs that uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa suffered a concussion. I mean, he's in concussion protocol. He's not playing next week. There's no signs. He said, they, they, "Sorry, go ahead." No, I'm, I'm about to f- go off. Yo, that Allen's. You got to stop putting that concussion guy on NFL Network as if that's saying something. What was his name? Alan Sills, Doctor Alan Sills. They put him out there. This is this is this is the NFL appointed doctor. He works for the National Football League. What the hell do you think he's going to say? What oh yeah, we say? really screwed this up. He ain't gonna do that. What did he say? I missed it. He said the exact same thing. He said, however many weeks ago it was when Tua Tonga got up. Fell, got up, kept playing football. They said they he showed no signs of having a concussion. Mm. Until. <laughs> Come on, man. No signs. Didn't put him in concussion protocol. Anybody? See, this, this, this is why you've got to remember every detail of every story. Following that game, they let him play through it. Monday, did they put him in concussion protocol? No. Anybody remember why? I know Jesse does. Because the Dolphins played Thursday. Mm-hmm. Anybody remember what happened on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Of course you do. Everybody does. No one can get that image out of their head. He gets knocked out again, or not not to that degree. Clearly gets his bell rung, as they say, again on Sunday. And then plays like absolute trash the rest of the game. Mm. And no one makes the connection. Mm. Until the next day when he's put into concussion protocol. Yeah. And ruled out. It's this circus that, again, I say this all of the time. The NFL treats you, me, everybody listening, everyone watching like we're idiots. Like that is not state-appointed media right there when they march those. You put your doctor on your network. Come on, man. I ain't going to take any of that stuff seriously. I hear you. Give me the, give me the wrestler. Uh, what's my The Harvard guy. Chris Nowitzki. Give me that guy. Put him out there with a neutral party and have him explain to me what we saw because he was the one who between Sunday and Thursday tweeted, if you march to a Tonga Vailoa out there, it could be disastrous. He tweeted that in the middle of that time span. Yep. And what happened? It was disastrous. I thought, I thought after that. Second time this year. I thought after that, Tua shouldn't have played at all the rest of the season. 
And now, and now you have a situation where Mike McDaniel's first year head coach has got a team knocking on the door of the playoffs. Obviously, Miami they've they've got some things to do to actually get to the playoff. They're thinking about winning, and I'm not. Tua's thinking about winning. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to step well, in here. Well, the, the, and and I agree with you. The good thing about this situation is that the Miami Dolphins have an owner that will always look out for the best interest of, of humankind and, and his players. I mean, he's a great Boy, guy. You like, oh, he's a great guy, ain't he? Man, no. He's not? No. He's not a great guy. He's not. That's oh. one of the worst owners in sports right he there. He is? Oh, man, you're – Oh, your sarcasm! Wow, is, your sarcasm is strong. I had no idea. It's strong. He plays by the rules, trash. doesn't he? Don't yeah. even get me started on that oh, guy. Okay, yeah. he was he was suspended. <laughs> Come on, man, Jesse. Did you this see it when it happened? Circus, I wasn't watching that man. whole game. I just really saw bad Tua. That's all I saw. But I didn't see how he played before that play and all this other stuff. Did so, you see it? So I didn't notice because I know like the play where he hit his head or whatever. It was a shovel pass to the tight end. I didn't notice that he hit his head because I was watching the play after that. But then someone on Twitter tweets the play out, and then you kind of like, oh, like maybe it's conspiracy or whatever. And then they put it the next day, yeah, he's in concussion protocol. And you see on that play, too, he hits the back of his head pretty hard. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I didn't notice and it. And the, the numbers before and after he, crazy. All of his yeah. interceptions came after that play, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like the second half, he was throwing pick after pick. It was and like, and the on? picks were like – like, you don't see the guy standing right there. Like, it wasn't even the, like, the, oh, great play by defense. Like, yeah, I was just standing right there. The the last pick he threw was kind of the one where it's like, okay, what, what, like, how did you not see that? Right. The last pick of the um, at the end of the game. Mm, mm, mm. I don't think he should play uh, yeah, at the, all this year, and I think his career should be in question. But I, we all know that's not going to happen. But Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he plays this season, but they, they failed him so bad this year. I mean, the team with the first one, the NFL here and stuff like that, they failed them so bad this year. Mm-hmm. And there's literally nothing that's going to happen. Nothing is going to be done about this. No. No, nothing. Nothing did. Nothing will be done. You know You know why nothing will be done? I'll, I'll tell you real quick. I'll tell you real quick why nothing will be done about this. As I pull this up, give me two seconds. Uh, let's see. Where is it at? Where is it at? Hold on, give me give me a second. I'll tell you why nothing was going to be done about this because the NFL and NBA viewership numbers from Christmas are out. Sixers Knicks 4.04. Lakers Mavericks 4.33. Bucks Celtics 6.03. Grizzlies Warriors 4.70. Nuggets Suns 2.49. Packers Dolphins 25.92. Broncos Rams 22.57. That's one of the worst games in the history of Western civilization. And 22 million people, I was going to say something else, decided I'm going to have my TV on this. Bucks Cardinals 17.15. The money just keep coming on in. That's why that's why nothing will ever be done. And you know, and they do this BS about the spotters and stuff like that. Like that don't work either. The whole job guy's job is to for stuff like this, to notice, okay, two hit his head, let's take him out. And then it was like two weeks ago, I think, Devontae Parker, dude gets up and he's just woozy. Can't even yeah. walk. The play's gonna go on and Nelson Aguilar has to be yeah, the one who yeah. says, No, we can't do this. What are you doing? Like what the what do you have a spotter for? Like what's the point of it all? It's not it's not real. Like again, it's it's all uh it's 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 the NFL's constant reminder that they think we're stupid or it's their public acknowledgement that we know you don't care 
we know that 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 that, that nothing's going to be done about this, but we're going to put up this front because I I had to look something up. It, it, and, and obviously, I I did this on the fly. So if anyone wants to correct this, they can. We've had a, a a congressional hearing into into Dan Schneider, right? Mm-hmm. That the NFL just refuted. Oh, that's we cooperated. We did everything. Uh, we've had congressional hearings in 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 the steroids in Major League Baseball because that's super important, right? <laughs> right. Never once have we launched a congressional hearing into concussions in the NFL. Am I, am I wrong on that? Mm. No, I don't. No I one don't has stood up and said, "Hey, you know, there's a league out here that's kind of killing guys off. Maybe we should look into this. Maybe we should look into these guys' long-term health." What would you? Would you? And you, you know, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I agree with you 100. percent But I always come back to the fact that if the players don't care, then it's not. It's not going to matter, right? Would you? Would you? Would you feel? This is tough to say. I don't want to say it like this, but would you feel better if the NFL stopped the charade? It was like, look, we put together a league. The players are. They want to go play. We're not forcing these guys to go play. They want to play. Tua wants to play. It's his decision. He signs whatever waiver. Make sure we're not liable. He wants to play. Yeah, we got guys here, but at the end of the day, we're a business. No, we're about making no, money. You can't offer those waivers. That's what it comes down to. You can't offer the. This is a. This is a. What are those numbers again? This is a multi billions upon billions upon billions of dollars industry. Mm-hmm. You take care of the people in that industry. Absolutely. Regardless of what they say, what they want, what they demand. No, you can't on our program go out there. I used to say the NFL will change when someone dies on Sunday night football. Mm. I no longer believe that to be true. Mm. I don't think that's true anymore. Player drops dead on Sunday night football. Doesn't change the broadcast next week. Mm. Probably gets more viewers. How do they handle this? How do they tune? What's going to happen? Tune in and watch. But as a company, you have to be the responsible one to say, no, because in that sense, and what you just described, you have that, you have Roger Goodell and Robert Kraft and Mark Davis and all of these people getting billions of dollars rich. And you've got the third string lineman out there who's getting his first opportunity. He'll play through 20 concussions mm-hmm. because he barely makes $100,000. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem. Yeah, I agree. And I, but, and, and I agree with you. I agree 100%. But it, it's, Unless the players put their foot down and they had their opportunity and they didn't, you can't trust trust Robert Kraft to do something right. morally right. That's right. That's right. We'll come back. Uh, we still want to do power rankings. Um, James Ham's going to join us at some point. We'll get back to Kings basketball. Uh, we'll get to the NBA. As oh, man, trade rumors are they out there right now? Uh, mm. Much more ahead. It's Steele and Casey here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And Casey. Dilo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. ESPN 1320. Dilo and Casey. It's your man Kenny Dilo has left the building and said you can talk about boxing for the next hour and a half or so. No, not really. Not Pretty really. Pretty sure this mic works. <laughs> <laughs> Turn this one on right here. <laughs> We're in a little business here. We got power rankings coming up soon. We talked a lot about football in the in the last segment. Uh, James Ham will be with us at any moment. So yeah, James is here. When James is so. when James gets in, it's, it's going towards basketball. So I do want to get the power rankings in and then ask you a couple of football questions. I'm going to ask you a couple So two questions. things. We'll do power rankings right now, but I do want to read this to you because Ian Rappaport just tweeted it. Uh, and, and Ian Rappaport just tweeted it, and I lost it. Oh, no. Here it is. As part of the discussions that took place over the last few days, both sides concluded that it was best – Raiders quarterback Derek Carr step away the mm. final two games to avoid the obvious distractions. He won't practice and will be listed as not injury-related. Again, mm. that's from Ian Rappaport uh, regarding Derek Carr and his departure uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. I wish, no, I, I, wish I guess Derek that's, I guess that's not surprising. Numbers. Yeah, that's you not know, surprising. Uh, it, so I do want to. We never really got back to this. You uh, question whether or not he's a starting quarterback. Um, <clears throat> I do think I think he'll be a starter. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I I'm I'm just surprised that it got this bad mm-hmm. with this version of the Raiders. And I understand the Josh McDaniels part because I don't think Josh McDaniels is very good either. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- but I I was willing I was willing to give him a shot here and see what this looked like. But you got Devontae Adams, you got Hunter Renfro, you got Max Crow, you you Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Waller you, came back. You you what right. You've got players. You've got a really talented football team. You shouldn't be this bad. Mm. A lot of that can go on Josh McDaniels. Derek Carr threw three interceptions against the Pittsburgh Steelers the other day. Who do I put that on? Gotta put that on on, on Derek. Gotta put that on Derek Carr. 
Now, you could argue whether he should have been throwing the ball at that time, whether Josh Jacobs should have more touches. Like, there's a variety of things that you can argue about, and I think that they would be valid. But in the end, he threw those interceptions. Now, I will say this. I, you know, I'm not trying to stall out Derek Carr completely, but I can't remember the third one. Two of the, the one interception was um, a bobble from the receiver, mm-hmm. and it was picked off. Um, and then, you know, you can nitpick, was it a little behind him or whatever? You know, the receiver get the ball, get, get his hands on the balls like that, he's got to bring it in. <laughs> set ball, set ball, singular. It's like, it's like dealing with a sophomore class. Singular. singular. Uh, he's he's got to bring it in. As much like the Jawan Jennings, the the Brock Purdy interception mm-hmm. the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Like a little behind him, but you know Jawan's got to bring that in. Um, the one at the end of the game. You know, I mean, it's desperation yeah, time. Nah, I got like, you. You're throwing down the field, like, but, like, like uh, Jason talked about yesterday. I think it was Renfro or or maybe somebody else who was. Why not Devontae Adams running that route mm-hmm. and somebody bigger and a little more uh, sure-handed running that route? So, yeah, he had three picks. Um, you know, he had three picks. Don't All right, stall them out some more. It don't bother me. <laughs> Install them out. I'll get well, you a Derek Carr what, jersey. What, it, it ain't going to be a Raider jersey, so it that isn't. might be fine. Yeah, it isn't. We're <laughs> going to bring uh, James Hammond here. Let's get these power rankings real quick. This is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. We're going to have uh, Hammer City weigh in on our, 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 our power rankings here. Uh, James could probably make up some power rankings. We welcome in our 1320 Kings insider and creator of the Kings Beat. Uh, James Ham here with us. You want to start us off? I got, I got, I got some changes. Yeah, we. I'll start I mean, off. Obviously, the Eagles lost. I got some changes. Go ahead. What do we got I'll, here? I'll start off because um, there's no changes to mine. Last week I had Eagles one, Chiefs two, Niners three, Bills four, Bengals five. Ain't nothing changed. Okay. Same thing for me. Mine changed a lot, actually. Mm. Well. A, a, a little bit. I, I do. I, I, I got to give credit to the Dallas Cowboys for beating the Eagles. What? That, that didn't give the that didn't push the Cowboys into the conversation, but it did drop the Eagles down a little bit. The now hell credit to the Cowboys deserve. It beat the it beat the backup. I understand. And they bear they bear, they almost lost at the crib to the backup. I understand. No credit gets given. They handled their business. It's just like an even now, plane. No. If not you, high, if not you, low. If you caught the rest of that, you would have caught, like, the Cowboys aren't in this conversation. But it brought the Eagles down a little bit. And these top four teams in particular are separated by, like, that much. Mm. Just, like, microscopic. I did put the Bengals in at number five. Well, For the fine. first time all year, <laughs> I've put the Cincinnati Bengals into my power rankings. I've got them at number five. I got the Bills at number four where they've lived now mm. for like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I dropped the Eagles to three. Mm. Where were they before? One. Wow. Now, again, they're separated by that much. Okay. The Eagles at three. At two, I moved up the San Francisco 49ers. What kind of list is this? And what it, kind of list is this? And I got Kansas City at one. So I Niners I, I, should be one, the, even though and, they're not one on my power rankings. And 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 there's probably an argument that they're the best team in football. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be challenged the next two weeks. They may end the season on how well, long that, would that be? Ten, I think. Would be a ten game winning streak. <laughs> Boy, it'd be good for them to lose that last game. By the way, we I haven't, changed my mind about that. By the way, we haven't mentioned. 
Just win. Just win 13, 14 in a row. I don't care. We haven't mentioned J.J. Watt's last football game is going to be played at, at Levi Stadium. It is. J.J. Watt announced his, his retirement. J.J. Watt, Captain America. I mean, I, I mean, I guess he announced his retirement. He did yeah, it in he, kind of he, a weird way. Yeah, he, uh, he had a reference towards, you know, his career coming to an end. Yeah. Didn't completely announce it. But um, two things. Number one, like I said yesterday, what's going on, Ham? How you doing, man? As I, I made the uh, made the statement. I was like, I don't know. Maybe you're getting in territory. You might want to lose one here because you won so many in a row. Yeah. I'll take that back. We're not losing nothing. All right, we don't want to lose, and we ain't losing nothing. Okay. We're just going to ride this thing into the sunset. 13, 14 wins in a row for the 49ers. One of the great second halves of all time okay. is what they're going to say after they win the Super Bowl. Okay. The second thing, oh. I was thinking about this. Supporter, yeah. I was thinking about this, man. I was actually thinking about this while I was brushing my teeth today. Oh, thank you for the detail. Story wouldn't be the same if you didn't mention you weren't brushing you know, your teeth. I gotta let people know exactly how these things went down. But you got good hygiene. I, I think, I think push come to shove. Next July, Trey Lance is QB one. Okay, I got I got I got to ride with Jesse. Trey Lance. Let's keep track of how many times this changes between. Now well, and July. never Trey. It <laughs> never changed to begin with. Okay, I, I just said. I damn, Brock Purdy's looking crazy right now. He's looking crazy. You saw him in Seattle with the uh, uh, to the left, no. and then bang right on their head. So it never changed. I just said he was looking crazy, but I made my decision. I said, you know, you made that decision today. Yeah, Trey. Brushing I mean, he's he's, he's 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 still injured. It's not like he's playing bad. He's just not able to play. Okay. So I went. I need to take a chance with Trey and see what I got. Trey QB1 going into the season. Hmm. Hi, James. While I was showering. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the great I thought to happen. myself that, that Brock Purdy is a quarterback from here on out for quite, for quite some got time. Got one showering, one brushing. Well, Brock, Purdy, right. Brock Purdy's the uh, quarterback <laughs> for the rest of this season. That, I didn't waver on that. Not, Sorry, Jimmy. Not, at no point. <laughs> you can get it, out of that walking boot if you want to. Sentences not said in this show. You know, while I was preparing for today's program, I thought Trey Lance <laughs> could be the. No, while I was brushing my teeth, while I was in the car, while I was in the shower. <laughs> For me, it's normally when I'm on my walk with my dog. I've, 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 I've hypothesized this. Uh, James, while I was on uh, my walk with my dog, I festered over the loss last night. We were talking about this. It, 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 when you look at the score, 113 to 106, it's like, all right, that's, that's not a bad performance against the top Western Conference team. They couldn't hit threes uh, to save their life, but the story of the game is a little bit different, and the story of the game includes that 20-point lead. It includes a, 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 a time where they led by double digits uh, for quite a bit, and then you've got the variety of people out. The, 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 um, uh, the Nuggets were missing people. Obviously, the Kings were missing uh, Mike Brown and, and, and DeMontis Sabonis, and I guess we'll start there. You know, No shoot-around today, but do we have any update on either of those two's availability today? Yeah, we don't have anything on Mike Brown. I'm going to guess he's going to be out until the weekend. Um, and as far as DeMontis, he's questionable. The same thing he was listed as yesterday. 
But now the Nuggets have a bunch of guys who are listed as questionable as and well. Bruce Brown left, and he mm. didn't come back. No, no, bad ankle sprain. So that's that's this probably a high probability he's out he's today. questionable. But so is Murray. Murray's questionable uh, with load management, basically in his knee. Mm. Um, and then uh, Aaron Gordon is is questionable again, who didn't suit up and play. Uh, although he was getting like a, a sweat on in pregame like I wouldn't be surprised if he played okay um, I would probably put him as more likely to play than the other two mm. whether that matters that much I'm not sure like you know this is it's a really good team the Denver Nuggets are a really good team and like we can talk about storylines when it comes to like 20 point leads and stuff but you could see as soon as that hit 20 uh, Michael Malone called a timeout like read his guy the riot act mm-hmm. and within like 45 seconds it was a 12 point game yep so like that was one of those 20 point leads it didn't kenny outlined it earlier it was yeah. three turnovers and a missed shot yeah that got yeah. that 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 the kings had on those possessions that got the the, the 20 point lead it went, it went yeah it went from uh 44 24 to 46 34 yeah i mean it's almost identical to this 17 to 10 run to finish the game hmm. it's just like three turnovers and and a missed shot and next thing you know you're down seven mm-hmm. you're down nine and you're in trouble did those three turnovers belong to one player two of them did for sure yeah okay yeah I, I think last night it's one of those games where you're reminded of so many different things and just like uh, it, it's one of those nights that I think is is sort of defining number one I'm not sure why De'Aaron Fox played 30 minutes like I, I think that that was um, a young coach who who just mm-hmm. like he had people in his ear, like having helping him switch out players and stuff, and whatever happened there, there was no reason to sit De'Aaron Fox in in the mid fourth quarter for no. a minute or two. That that's just, I don't know why they've done that a couple of times this year, but it takes him out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. It takes him out of what he's doing, and when you're in an an intense game and it's like back and forth, you need a guy one hundred percent all the way in, and he's your guy. I mean, playing 30 minutes, he easily could have played out the entire stretch. I don't care about how many consecutive minutes. If you're worried about that, call a timeout. And you know you've got TV timeouts coming anyways. There's Mm -hmm. always a TV timeout right around that six-minute mark. Those are three-minute bursts. Like, he can get his his breaks right there. So I'm going to say that that's part of it. Um, But also, like, Vlade Divac is in the building, you know, sitting courtside with Vivek and for a little while with Monty McNair. While he's doing that, Luca is off somewhere scoring 60, <laughs> grabbing 21 rebounds and dishing out 10 assists and having the greatest comeback in the final 30 seconds of a game in the history of the NBA. And you're just reminded of all of these things, like with Demonis Sabonis out. <laughs> well, not to mention the guy who was lighting them up on the floor at the Golden 1 Center last night. Well, yes. I mean, yeah, he was incredible. Jokic was incredible. No, not uh, that oh, guy. Michael Porter Jr. Right. Again, <laughs> that <Michael> one. Jr. <laughs> You know, I'll give I'll give Lottie a break. He really loved Michael Porter Jr. Right. They got his medicals and like No, I get it. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I, mean, I was told very specifically after seeing his medicals, they wouldn't have taken him in the second round. Like and that kind of proved out. I, I mean Sorry. <laughs> I said something that triggered Siri. I don't know what it was. Uh yeah. Um yeah, anyway, uh, when it comes to Michael Porter, like, like – That would be there, preposterous. There's nothing they could have done there to take him. I mean, he went in for back surgery 
right after the draft. He's had another back yeah, surgery since. He can barely since. walk at the draft. Yeah, and so these are things where you're like, okay, I get it why you didn't take him. Um, but I also think, you know, with Sabonis out, this is the Aaron Fox's moment to mm-hmm. say, I'm Batman, I'm not Robin. Mm-hmm. And we had this moment where it's just like, look, man, you got some dude out there scoring 60 points in a game and backpacking his team all the way to the finish. And that's just not Against what happened. It's a really good New York Knicks team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, so. No, I mean. Interesting night. What did uh, you think would have been preposterous, by the way? You just said that, that, that that's like preposterous. If, if they were ex- exaggerating just for dramatic effect, but. Not taking Michael Porter that in the would second be round. ridiculous. You took a guy with no knees in the first round. Huh? And Harry Giles. Like, that but would be. But you took him with the 20th pick. You didn't take. Michael Porter Jr. you would have had to take with the second pick. No, you said they said they wouldn't take him in the second round. That yeah. would be preposterous. Well, I don't know. If they I really don't. believe that, that's really how they evaluated people. That's probably why they're not still here. He's He slid to number 14. I would have took him there. I yeah. would have traded back up and, and took a chance on him there. No, I think that it would have been worth the risk, but you also have to realize, too, you already took a risk on Harry Giles. I mean, you bring up Giles. You took mm-hmm. a risk on Harry Giles a year before. You had not played him the whole time. And in that season, you already had four rookies, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, outside of Harry Giles. You had Fox, you had Justin Jackson, you had Frank Mason, and you had Bogdan Bogdanovich who came over. So going into the 2018 draft, when you draft Marvin number two, you already knew that you were going to have a second rookie who had never played a game in Harry Giles who was coming mm-hmm. off of injury. Like how many of those guys can you accumulate on one roster? And you can even go back to the 2016 draft where – not only did they bring in three first-round picks, but they traded for Buddy Hield midseason. So mm-hmm. they had all of these young players. So I get it. Like I, I wanted them to get back in the draft in 2018 and draft Michael Porter um, because I thought like the value was there, and I knew how much they they liked him. But you're also talking about redshirting a guy, and, yeah. and that's what happened with him. I mean, he Richard, and and also I'll say on the on the whole other side of the spectrum, there's. No, we're not out of the woods about his back con- concerns and his oh, career. Oh, not at all. Like, he, you know, I hope it does. I hope he has a super prosperous career in place forever. But in a week, he could be out for some time with, with, with back injury. So I get it. I just uh, he he could have went up there with a Walker if he was available in the second round. I <laughs> drafted Michael Porter Jr. He think- damn near did. If you remember <laughs> the way he walked onto the stage, he damn near needed a Walker. Uh-huh. I think he had four back surgeries before twenty. Damn. Wow. It's that's either, crazy. Either twenty or twenty-one. I mean, My that's goodness. that's crazy. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Um. Well, back to last night's game. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. playing the way that he did. Um. How do you think the Kings played? Like, what is your assessment of that game overall? I thought they were gritty. I thought that they they fought, um, and they were up against a team that's much better than them. Without, if you're taking Sabonis out of the picture. Like, with Sabonis, you're probably still, like, a three-point underdog. Without Sabonis, you probably should have been a seven- or eight-point underdog. Hmm. And that's just—it is what it is. I mean, it's the best team in the West right now. It's a team that's been together. It's a team that's had the same coaching staff for a long time, since, what, 2017, I think, 2016, 17, with Michael Malone. Mm-hmm. That's a well-coached, well-run team. Is really the first guy they've lost? What's that? Oh, Denver. I'm sorry. Okay, Denver. What, what wasn't Rudy Fernandez with Denver? Oh, Jordy. 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 Sorry, yeah. wasn't Jordy Fernandez uh, with Denver? Oh yeah, no. He is was he the, there, is he so the first? Was 
No. Oh, Wes Sunset was there too. Actually, okay. we had this great conversation with Michael Malone in pregame about you know, like when you when you're a head coach, um, your assistants are thought of one way when you're a bad team or when you're a mediocre team. Mm-hmm. When you start to win, then your your assistant coaches are viewed as something different, and it's you know like Wes. I mean, uh, like uh, Unsel was was totally thought of as just a guy who had been in the league forever and had, you know, he was Wes Unsel's son, mm-hmm. you know, he was just kind of in the league. And, and then all of a sudden you start winning a bunch of games and he's considered the next up-and-coming coach. Uh, same with Jordy. Like, you start winning. And then he brought up David Adelman and said, like, David Adelman's on my bench. This guy needs a, a head coaching job. He's that good. And I think it's really interesting because Malone and uh, and Mike Brown will both credit um, Greg Popovich for giving them their start, right? He's kind of the guy who discovered both of them. Of course, Michael Malone is Brendan Malone's son, who is you know the orchestrator of the the Bad Boys in Detroit. So he had been around the game, but really getting an opportunity. And then uh, Michael Malone was on Mike Brown's staff for five years in Cleveland, mm. and then that's when they discovered Jordy. And then Jordy, after Mike leaves the coaching ranks. He join and and has his kind of years where he's not a head coach. Jordy hooks up with Michael Malone again, and then when uh, when Mike Brown got the Kings job, he reached out and said, "Hey, can I steal Jordy back and I'll make him an associate head coach?" And Mike said, "Yeah, it sounds like a a good opportunity with good people, so I will let him go." And uh, yeah, it's kind of weird how the league works in, in that way and how guys get passed back and forth and how they're all they all know each other. They're all part of. Probably everyone in the league is part of Popovich's tree. Mm. Um, but then they start to have their own coaching tree, which mm. is, I think, is really cool for Michael Malone. It's really cool for Mike Brown. Yeah. That game last night, though, I was I, – I, you said they played gritty. I didn't think they played bad at all. Like, I, I thought they played maybe about as well as you can expect without having uh, their best player or one of their best players or however you want to classify it. Um but down the stretch, I just thought the execution uh, was frustrating for me. You know, I think it was 106-106. Kevin Herter made two free throws. Let's go uh, to get 106-106. And they fell apart after that. Gave up a wide-open three to Michael Porter. Uh, the Fox, they didn't even call it a turnover. They called it a missed shot. Uh, but that was a turnover to me. Um, that led to Jamal Murray's desperation heave trash uh, at the at the end of the shot clock got him down six and then De'Aaron um with the turnover to kind of mm-hmm. make it lights out the, the execution on those three possessions alone on the offensive end that can't happen it can't happen yeah it was 96 96 96 yeah 96 96 and and they finished on a 17 to 10 run um like you were missing Sabonis like it doesn't matter how we turn it. Trey Lyles was in the game playing your center position for a good portion of the fourth quarter, mm. which, like, hat tip to Trey Lyles. I thought he was dribbling the ball like Rudy Gay, like, up around his ear half the time early in the game, and I was like, what are you doing? You, like, really loose handle. Um, but his rebounding was spectacular. He attacked. He knew exactly what his job was to go in that game. And he's a guy that, like, if Savonis is going to miss a bunch of time, which we don't know, but if he's going to end up stringing along some some misses here, Trey Lyles is a smart player, and he's a big guy who can probably handle more five minutes than, even at this point, than Chemezi Metu can. He's not the same athlete, but 
he knows how to play the game. He knows how to pass. He knows how to set screens. He can shoot. He can rebound. And uh, I, I thought he was tremendous. But that doesn't mean that he's as good as Sabonis. And you get to crunch time. And every game this season, pretty much, that they've been in in crunch time, Sabonis is what you're running the ball straight through Sabonis every time. Mm-hmm. And sure, you're going to have the ball in Fox's hands a bunch. But there's a big difference between Trey Lyle setting a screen or, or Rashawn Holmes setting a screen and Demonis Sabonis setting a screen. There just is. And it's going to take some time to adjust. But the fact is, you don't have another Demonis Sabonis, and neither does any other team in the league. But you don't have someone else that can do what he does. And it's it's going to take some adjustment um, if he's going to be out any any length of time. We'll come back. We'll talk more about uh, Sabonis' availability and what this team might look like uh, without him. I want to ask you about Rashawn's play last night as well. And KC, Mike Brown. We got you. We're going to talk about I Mike. I got you. I don't even know what that entails, but KC <laughs> said, tell me Mike Brown. And that's what I just did. So we'll dive into all of this when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. continues streaming live on the odyssey app i got uh, a lot of kings basketball to talk about mike brown for sure um but something that came across my timeline that you might be interested in damien maybe you too jesse i don't think james will be interested in sports illustrated's top wrestler of 2022 you know who it is it'd be absurd if it wasn't roman reigns it's not roman roman's number four top wrestler of 2022 I, I There's don't. no definition behind this. It's just I, the list. I don't know. They gave it to Seth. Said Seth Rollins Seth is number Rollins. one. <laughs> John Moxley number two. Bianca now, number three. Now, John Moxley probably should have been the. the, the That's the MJF, right? Or no, John Mox. No, it's Dean. Ambrose. Oh yeah, Dean Ambrose. That's right. Yeah, Dean Ambrose. MJF ain't even on here. Uh, well, he was gone for a bit because they ran an angle where he was off TV, so he was he was mm. gone for a chunk of time this year. Who did you say was number three? Bianca. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Romans four. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Why is Seth the guy? There's no definition. Here. Oh, for goodness' just, sake. Just so it's just some random. James, who do you think is the top wrestler <laughs> of 2022? Going right back to Leap and Lenny. Leap and Lenny Bravo. That's it. There you go. That's all right. Coach Patrick brought up. Throw your frisbees, baby. Throw your frisbees. Coach Patrick brought up Superfly Jimmy Snuka the other day. Oh, yeah. Didn't have the heart to tell him. That's not we got to put Superfly in a box. That should not be your favorite guy. Don't don't say that. Put that next to the R&B singer you used to listen to. Um, I'm going to start with you, though, uh, because you could start the conversation. Mike Brown. Um, so we were talking about, I think we were talking to Will Z earlier and, you know, I had brought up again, um, you know, how this team looked a little out of gas for the last week or so. And somebody in the chat, forgive me for not starring it and giving people their proper credit, but they said something to the effect of Mike Brown is kind of known for practicing guys into the ground. And I don't know how true that is or if that's the reputation or not. But it goes with the fact that these guys are going pretty hard for a long time now, even before the season. Just think about how training camp was going and how training camp was going. A lot of these guys got here early, um, maybe a month or so before. They've been going pretty they've been going pretty hard for a while. And 
that kind of lines up with the fact that, like I said, they look a little emotionally and mentally on, I don't want to say on E, but they they need to go to the gas station. They need to recharge up. Do you see the same thing, James? You know, Mike is, he loves to practice. Like I know they even, they flew into New York and I, they had shoot around the next morning. So like I've never been around the team where they coach, they play as much as they do, where they have shoot around as much as they do, where their shoot arounds are an hour and a half and not 40 minutes. Like there is a lot to like the question as to whether this team is, is fully 100% healthy and not a little worn out. But, you know, at the same time, like we can't make excuses for these guys. Like I I wouldn't even call it an excuse. I'm just looking at them. Malik Malunk is like a perfect example. He looks low. He looks like he's on E right now. He does not have the same bounce. Now, the that may be the case and what I would say is they better they gotta find a way. They better find a Costco somewhere and, <laughs> and go get some gas because you, you got a season to play. But they do look like they're running on E a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's the strangest thing that I've ever that I've ever seen this season. Like if you break the season down into like six game increments, there's at least one of their top six rotational players are just just disappear for a six game stretch started with Harrison Barnes. You know, we got into the season and, and Kevin Herter had a stretch where he couldn't hit a bucket at all. Then we had the deer and Fox situation where he just stopped mm-hmm. being able to perform at the highest level. You know, Keegan, Keegan, Keegan Murray had his stretch. He might've even had two stretches already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to like, now we're at Malik Monk. I, I would say one of the issues that the Kings have is, some of the players that they are relying on to be great on a nightly basis have never done it before for sustained 82 games. Mm-hmm. And that's not to call out a Malik Monk or a Kevin Herter or Davion Mitchell. Or, you know, they've never been asked to. They've never been that guy before. Yeah. So it's really hard when you're a guy who's averaged 12 points a game your entire career for four straight years and all of a sudden – you need to average 17 and you need to you need to hit between 16 and 18 every single night. Mm-hmm. There can't be off nights and these some of these guys just aren't there yet. And that's okay because you know you hope that year 2 of this team being together, bonding, uh growing together that you'll see that, you'll see the improvement in the next year. But we're seeing some of the growing pains of guys who are you know, second contract guys, mm-hmm. uh, but who are young second contract guys who were major role players in their previous stops, and they're being asked to be more of a role player. They're asking to carry more of the load, and some of them aren't able to do it. I mean, Sabonis has been a- able to come out each and every night and be the guy that he that you need him to be. Outside of that, I think every single one of these guys have had major highs and lows all season long. And this is a moment where somebody has to have a major high if you're going to get through this without Sabonis. And and not to interrupt you, Damien, but when I say, and I think both you guys completely understand this, when I say I think they're out of gas, it's not like they're conditioning, right? Like if you ask any of those guys right now, they'll probably all say, I feel fine. Like I'm, I'm not tired. I'm not – nothing any different than any other NBA player. They'll probably say that. But it's it's the mental and emotional thing. We talk about Mike Brown and the practices, and and I wouldn't say I didn't say Mike Brown to blame him. 
I just knew that would make me remember what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. But you talk about the way that he's, you know, uh, had these guys going from training camp. And then they – that, that no, what was that, November, I guess, into December, they were going hard. They were going 100 miles per hour all the way through. Like, they went hard. And, you know, mentally, emotionally, might have gassed themselves a little bit. Now, I don't think that's any different than a lot of teams out there. That What separates the good teams from the bad teams or the average teams is those good teams, they find a way to lock back in fairly quickly where they're not losing four of six or, you know, five in a row or something like that. And that's what – the Kings have to figure out. They've got to figure out how to lock back in and get that second win. But all things combined, I, I thought I thought there was a lot of um, energy expended in the first month and a half, and some of it was like excited energy, like we're happy, we're lighting the beam, and like everything's great. Like let's go get another win. Let's like we're the talk of the NBA, and there was a lot of mental and emotional energy I thought was expended. No, I get you, and I'll even add this, like. We're talking about the pieces right now. The pieces haven't done this. This mm-hmm. group as a whole, the the guys who have been here for years, they've never played truly, truly meaningful games late in the season. They've, and, and we're not talking about like you may or may not be able to squeak into the very, very back end. This is a, a dogfight right now. They need to know exactly where they are. I mean, there's a big difference when you're hanging around you know, 11, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, right? And you're trying to fight to get up to that little spot. It's a whole nother situation when all of a sudden the expectations change and you're the six seed or you're the five seed and you've been in that area for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Like, the, when was the last time Harrison Barnes was in the playoffs? I don't even know. Was it like 2015, 2016? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the last time he's in the playoffs. Uh, and De'Aaron Fox has never been there. Rashawn Holmes hasn't been there for years. Like so many of these players, they haven't been there. And so you've got to, it's not just the individuals who haven't been there, but then you add in the fact that this team itself hasn't been there and that they're in uncharted territory each and every night because it, you know, as a collective, they just, they don't know where they're at and it's hard. Do you think expectations for this season have shifted already, given the fact that they've been <laughs> yeah. lingering around? Yeah. Given 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 what the Western Conference looks like and where they've been for the better part of the year, do you think that that expectations have shifted? Yeah, I mean, I know it seems like such a fun gimmick, but the light, the beam, that's put like more pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there are a bunch of people yeah. like chanting and ready for it. You know, we saw it with. His, at, against LA is six and a half minutes left in the game and they're chanting, chanting light the beam. Um, that adds pressure. All of this is adding pressure. And so far they've done okay with the pressure. Um, but we go back to that six game road trip where, you know, I was worried that they might go one and five or two and four. Somehow they squeak out three and three. You didn't even think about the six game homestand coming up right afterwards, which could be what buzz saws them and just cuts them down. And so far, that's exactly what's happened. You're one injury away from the wrong guy from being in trouble. But he was there when you lost to two of the worst teams in the league mm-hmm. in a week, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you let guys off the hook. And so, you know, this team needs to, they need a gut check. It's, these are the dog days of the regular season. And this is a tough time. 
and they've got to figure out how to get through it. Yeah. No, Play I, meaningful games. I agree. I agree. I, I um, they they just they got to figure out a way to gut it out. Some of the things from last night um, that stuck out to me. We talked a little bit about Fox or whatever. I just mentioned um, Malik Monk, and and I gotta I gotta see him play a little better basketball. This is kind of like who he is as a player, which is why he's not like a starter somewhere or somebody's franchise player because he is a a streaky guy, um, super talented. But sometimes you know he'll have moments where he just can't throw it into the ocean or whatever the case may be. I feel like he's I feel like he he's he's focused a little bit this may sound like a bad thing focused a little too much on playmaking, playmaking. for others yeah. and got away from what his role is and, mm-hmm. and what his what his strength buckets. is buckets getting in buckets and it it's caused him to be a little hesitant out there is what i'm seeing do you see the same thing james i don't know like i just think he's missed like and he's a player that he he's unlike buddy healed He's not prepared for a one for twelve or a one for thirteen shooting night. He he's not going to be that guy who keeps trying to shoot his way out of it. He when he's not hitting, he takes takes a bit of a step back, and you know it, it's tough because you need him to be a primary ball handler, pli- primary playmaker. But then we saw Davion Mitchell really step up last night and took on that role and had nine assists off the bench. Mm, I didn't realize he had that. Yeah, yeah. He was sitting there close to a double-double the whole time. because he did a lot of other things that got your attention, too. (laughs) Yeah, he drew the charge. uh, He missed some shots. um, but Threw the ball away a couple of times, too. Yeah, but I think that there were a handful of guys that you just, like Kevin Herter had three turnovers early in the game. That was that second quarter stretch I'm talking about. Kevin Mm -hmm. Herter had... I think three of those. And again, Trey Lyles had some really uncharacteristic plays where guys are trying to do too much. It's like you don't need to do like different things. You need to do more of what you do well. And and that's really hard because, I mean, everyone has to step up when you're when your star goes down. Yeah. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.